something outside. What is that? called Be Outdoors, 
So, without further ado, let's get B in the studio. B, how are you? Oh, good evening. Hi. I am well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on tonight. Well, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that we were able to finally get, get you on. I know last time we had a little bit of studio trouble, but um, nonetheless, here we are, and we're really stoked to have you on the show. I was lucky enough to meet you in person. Gosh, was that about a year ago now, wasn't it, in November of 2021? Yes, yes, that was an absolutely fantastic trip. I was so excited to finally get out and check out your area. What a, wow, just wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, me and several people um, and her her group that she was with had camped at the Uwari, and then, um, you know, told me they were coming this way. So everybody kind of popped in over here at our place and we sat around the fire pit and talked and um, shared stories. And uh, then we went over to this old lonely road over here about a mile from my house and did some call blasting. And uh, a couple of the guys went out and was roaming around the woods. And we had a really good time, though. And it was great fun meeting you. And... Um, Hope we can do it again soon. Oh, I would love that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so we'll have to get you out to Ohio. Yeah, I yeah. know. Sure. I haven't been back up there since I moved five years ago. I really need to get my tail up there and visit people and swing by and see what's going on your way. Yeah, that's so, one of the best um, parts of Bigfoot that I just love. It's like getting to meet folks from, you know, all over the country in their different areas and, like, check out, you know, what's going on in your area. It's 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 just fantastic. Right. So thank you for that opportunity, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was I was excited when you guys came over. We had several people here and, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of good stories, comparing stories from up north to here and similarity differences. That was really cool. Um, but B, what I want to usually do when I when I have guests on is I'm always intrigued. How in the world did you get involved in all of this anyway? <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Um, well, at the time I was actually a, a, a MUFON investigator. Um, you know, just something to do. Totally fun. And um, one of my friends at work said, "Hey, uh, did you know that there's a Bigfoot?" conference I said no <laughs> she, she said let's go because um the the MUFON the uh UFO group that you know I went and chatted with once a month and a bunch of great great folks uh, in Ohio they um we had a guest speaker who uh claimed he had a Bigfoot sighting and it just happened to be at a park that I went to all the time I mean I was wow always out hiking and I actually got a little I was super skeptical because Bigfoot doesn't exist. Who are you kidding me? And I'm like, how can this guy go there and take photos of a Bigfoot while taking photos of a senior, you know, for a senior shoot? And right. have something like that happen. And and I'm there every weekend and nothing. So super long story short, I went to this event. And I was actually kind of, besides super skeptical, totally overwhelmed because there were so many people there and keeping an open mind. I, I listened and 
heard all these stories and listened to the speakers and the presentations and it was just it, it I couldn't really wrap my mind around it and it was like how can all these people kind of experience the same thing or have similar stories uh, just in Ohio there has to be something more to it and I happened to be camping that night <laughs> oh the rugged outdoors girl yep I happened to be camping that night and I had some really creepy, creepy stuff happen. So much so, I actually tore down my tent, threw it in my car, grabbed my dinner off the fire, and drove all the way home. I was totally bugged out. But fortunately, where was that? Was I that had... in the place where the guy said he saw them? No, that was actually at Salt Fork back in 2013. Oh, yeah. Salt Fork has a history. Right? Yeah, so I had met an one an investigator there, because um, I was I was gonna check out the BFRO. Who are these people? What is this group? <laughs> and uh, so I had a, a phone conversation with him, and um, we uh, he he said, well, I want to go back to where you were camping and go check this out. And I said, all right, fine. That's totally weird, but yeah, let's go. And uh, so we go back out there, and then he proceeds to tell me about a report he had done not not even a month earlier of a police officer and his son who were camping almost in the exact same spot that had been ran out earlier. Didn't make me feel better. It gets better, though. Wow. You ready? So I get the tour of the park, and I'm just – because I'd never, you know, been there previously. Um it, it was, it's about two hours from where I live, so um, we go and we go down to the water, which was just just below where I was camping at. And he, it was getting dark, and he pulled out. You know, he said, "Have you ever looked through a thermal before?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> so he pulls out all the what we know as Bigfoot gear, and we're looking through this, you know. A thermal imager across the water and he's pointing out these things because it was my first time and I'm just like a kid in the candy shop. Ooh, this is neat. And we finally, you know, we finally found, you know, a two deer. There were two deer on the opposite side of the shoreline and he he's like, oh, that's great. And we're passing it back and forth. And then finally there's something else that's next to these two deer. So I'm looking through it and I said, hey, what's that? And I hand it off to him, and he goes, hmm, I don't know. And then he goes, oblique, it just stood up. Oblique, it just took two steps. And being a perfect gentleman, he handed it right back to me. And I watched this thing walk right up a ravine and then just kind of fade off into the brush. And this was in, uh, <laughs> this was in uh, late April, and I was like, did that just? happen did that did that just happen which turned into an entire investigation but um we went around and we checked the parking lot which was one of the only ways in there i mean but what stands next to two deer it was like was that actually a thermal sighting who knows wow what else could it have been yeah it turned into an entire like expedition weekend and we he called in all these people it was it was really it was really bizarre and really strange, but it was unmistakable. But and and looking back at that, you know, 
2022 to 2013, it was like, that was more than likely probably a class A through a thermal, but it wasn't a fisherman. So that, that's wow. kind of, that's, that's kind of how it all started. It was really quick. It was, he, he called it beginner's luck, maybe dumb uh-huh. luck, but that, that whole curiosity killed the cat. It's like, oh, great. Here's another rabbit hole. I got to know more. <laughs> That's kind right? of how it started. It started as wow. a, so you don't exist. <laughs> was was this um, what you saw? How close was it to the deer? Oh, it was right next to him. Mm. And we and we had been passing the the handheld, you know, thermal imager back and forth. So did, did I see it come to the deer? Nope. Nope, because I'm just looking all around, looking at the trees, there was a rock, and the two deer were fascinating, but no, it was just, it was completely just weird. Wow. But, yep. That was the first time we were doing thermal. What luck. Yeah. Yeah. Just dumb luck, and it was just, (laughs) and he's all excited, and and, and I'm just blown away. I'm like, that's not a Bigfoot, but there we go, and then it rolled on to, well, this is kind of fun, and you people are kind of great, and I really love being outside and camping and hanging out with outdoors folks, and it wasn't, it was one year later, I had an actual class A, Really, the deal was done, yeah, (laughs) kind of a, kind of an even funnier story, um, I, uh, you know, because I had these friends and they were in the BFRO and they're going on all these Bigfoot expeditions and sharing all these Bigfoot stories. And I'm just like, this is great. This is cool. I still love camp. Still doesn't exist because I was not sold on the thermal, the thermal hit. So <laughs> we planned this entire little private expedition and we had our teams and everything and we were going down there um, in the park and uh, it was April 6, 2014, and um, one of the teams, they were already down kind of in this, it was like a single single path. It was an old, old bridal trail. Actually, it was the old 22 um, on the very north side of uh, Salt Fork in Guernsey County, and um, it was, uh, I get a call on the radio, and I'm standing up on this plateau with one of my girlfriends. And I get a call on the radio that says, you need to get down here. And I'm just like, ha ha, okay, great. <laughs> so her and I and this other fella came up from another group, and we walked down the hill towards the, towards the shoreline in this draw, and I get up to uh, my friend, and he says, he's here. And I said, what's here? And he goes, shh. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, absolutely still 100% skeptic and so we're all quiet and there's about seven of us down there and you hear these footsteps you know this but it didn't sound like a person step it it had kind of like a three step like a step 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 and it was on the upside of a slope and beautiful out it was like almost a three-quarter moon none of the you know trees had leafed out everything was still bright and crisp um so no need for flashlights or anything like that, but um, all, 
of a sudden the, the footsteps stopped. And, you know, when you're kind of like trying to, you hear something and you're looking for it and you're looking for it and you're looking and you can't see it. And then you get frustrated. So you're just staring aimlessly. <laughs> well, I'm staring aimlessly and it, it was classic. It was just, it was one of those moments, this thing, this man looking, standing on two legs, arms, head, shoulders. I just started walking right down this hill, right towards us. And there was this absolute disconnect in my mind, like, no, this is not happening. This is not possible. You're not supposed to exist. It was just, it's one of those moments you just can't take back in your life. And it's just, Mm. uh, images are just burned in your brain. And it's just, well... I guess the game's up, and the joke was on me after all. (laughs) I guess Bigfoot do exist. Now, I know Thomas probably has some questions about what you saw. Oh, go for it. But that is how B-Mills got into Bigfoot and could not Mm. turn back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, go right ahead. I've taken up plenty of time. Sorry. <laughs> well, B, uh, uh, you concentrated in Ohio, correct? Yes. 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 Did this sighting uh, take place in Ohio? It did. Yep. Okay. And are you mainly zoological in your investigations, or do you lean towards the paranormal crowd? No, I I am definitely in the um, belief that this is uh, flesh and blood. Good answer. Thank you. Ah. Uh, Now, curious that you saw this thing in the thermal near two deer. Yes. How close to the deer was it? Oh, it couldn't have been more than maybe... uh, 10 feet? I mean, it it was literally... Off to the side of them, in between? Off to the side. So looking looking on, yeah, looking on, the two deer were oriented towards us across the water, and then this um, this figure would have been on the left-hand side. Across water? This was on a lake shore or something? Yep, yep. Okay. If you ever um, get to uh, Salt Fork, it is on the road that goes just below the campsite, and it's uh, the pump station. Right. Okay. So, we, how, how, Do you have any theories as to why the deer seem to be no nonchalant about this biped and right within striking distance? No, I, I, I don't, but that was one of the more curious um uh, I guess behaviors because the odds of that could have been a, you know a, a person or a human or a fisherman or a hunter um was almost completely ruled out because that's not deer behavior you know um, I wouldn't let a man so, that close either or at least it never has happened to me <laughs> right <laughs> yeah right did it, did and, it seem and, like the unaware of its presence 
they seemed abs they didn't even seem to mind it at all and the two deer just they didn't even move they didn't get startled or run off when it, i watched it walk up the hill did it seem so, to have no. an interest in the deer or was it just ignoring them it was almost like it was just ignoring them mm-hmm. it was the strangest thing it, and that, and that's why it's just i i can't wrap my in, mind around in in your impression do you think it was aware of your presence when it walked away that that's entirely possible because i get kind of loud and the the gentleman i was with um he talked incessantly until that moment did the deer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> react to your talking and and noise um i that uh speculating it's quite possible mm-hmm. i mean it's quite possible it realized that we kind of zoned in on it and mm-hmm. i pro i probably pointed you know the big taboo don't point i might have pointed and said what is that i mean if i was trying to be inconspicuous and realize i got yeah, right. at nine o'clock at night i'd probably turn around and take <laughs> off too you know? <laughs> Okay, I'm out. <laughs> did the, you know, did the deer continue to mill around after it walked off? Did they just stand there while it walked off, or what were they doing? They were kind of, they were bowing down towards the towards the water, almost like were they, they at were just, the water's edge, or were they uh, just close yes. to it, or whereabouts were they? It, it, from what we could tell, at our perspective. Because um, we were probably about, uh, if you were looking at water level, they were at the water level, and we were probably seven foot up. So from where we were at, yes, they were at the water level. And how far, did it, you get the impression that when you first noted it, you said it stood up, or the, the man who was with you said it stood up, that seemed to be stalking the deer in his opinion or yours? Um, stalking? No, I actually wouldn't say that. I would say, if nothing else, um, because I can't remember. I think he had, like, a Gen 3 military grade, like, an older model. So it's not, like, the new fancy Fleers or Helions where it's Mm -hmm. super crisp at that kind of yardage. But um, maybe squatting because it was next to it. It wasn't behind it, like, the orientation. Um, it was just next to it, and it it was it, it almost looked like you know the rock that was you know some distance further down the shoreline because it, I was just that's why I was like, what is that new thing? So. <laughs> okay, now and when it moved away, did it move away from the deer and like in the opposite direction of what they were moving, or or did it go past them or towards them, or, or what did it do? Uh, the he well he said it took two steps so it took two steps away further to the left of the deer okay um because when he had handed it back to me it had definitely moved it was um not the blob you know crowd like rock looking mm-hmm. heat signature it was it was an upright heat signature and it was it was a little further away. Okay. Uh, to the left of the deer, and I watched it walk up the ravine. 
which when we went and did, you know, the recon on it, um, we had a we had another team actually on the water where the spot was that we had, you know, visualized it, uh, given the perspective that we were from where we were standing on the opposite shoreline. And we hiked into about that spot based off the boat. And it was an absolute wall of Multiflora Rosa. Um, just really nasty, thick, brushy. And we looked for um, trails. We looked for fishing access trails. It was almost a five-mile hike in there. Wow. All right. Okay. And when it started to move, the deer didn't bolt? Nope. Absolutely not. They just stood there. Now, we bolted. Because once it went out of sight, I, you know, I handed the thermal back. We both looked at each other. I had a, I had a investigator moment. He had an investigator moment. So we had to go check the parking lot to go see if there were any cars because there was just one access point to get to that area um, based off the trails and what, you know, his extensive knowledge of the area was. So, and it was, it was probably, it probably took us, it was over a 10-minute drive to get there, um, but there were no vehicles anywhere. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. see, even if it was a man, I just can't understand why the deer were so nonchalant about him. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. And and that that that's that that's one of those, you know, key pieces of um, observation that's like I cannot. Mm. I really the the last thing I want to go to is that's a Bigfoot, but on the other hand. What was that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we we tried to rule out anything that made sense. Mm-hmm. And nothing, actually nothing made sense except for something right. absolutely anomalous, like our hairy biped friend. Okay. Now, right. when, did, when did you do your recce of the area where they actually were? Was that the following day? No, actually, that was, um, I think, July. Oh, you did it sometime later? Yeah, we the, the big full-on weekend. I see. Okay. And was anything found, like possible footprints or anything at the time? Uh, no, I don't remember anything being found, but we did run into a bear cub. Oh, wow. Along, okay. that, along, that, along that opposing ridge line. You so didn't that see- was super... I'm sorry. You didn't see Mama, I uh, hope. No, we took off. Once the, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well, a good we, plan right there. Well, it was kind of strange because black bear's not very, uh, the area, it, it has black bear, but not a significant population or anything to really write home about. And um, there were three of us on that trail to go find the the location. And... Um, one of the gentlemen, you know, got got some eye shine, and then our fearless leader went bolting up after it up the hill until it made, you know, this awful, like, wailing sound, and it was like, oh, Lord. And he said, we got to go now. So, yeah, we did not find mm-hmm. Mama Bear. We took off. I'm like, does not want to run into Mama Bear when Baby Bear's screaming. <laughs> mm. oh, you got, you, that you was have exciting. A- area that has a deer and it has a black bear population, you could have a Sasquatch, of course. Mm-hmm. 
There's no no doubt about that. I just it just amazes me that two deer would let a potential threat get so close and be not concerned at all about it. Right. I I absolutely agree. Um, I I have heard a couple of reports of um, where the the Sasquatch did not seem to mind the deer, but most of the time you hear the reports of the Sasquatch chasing the deer. Oh, right. I mean, deer don't respond to anything around them that's not another deer. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't like. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is Especially really, people. really odd. That is really odd, yeah. Well, I want to know more about the this <laughs> Class A sighting that you, you saw. It was walking towards your guys' direction, and you got a real good visual of this thing. Yes. Yes. When was um, this? That was uh, April sixth, two thousand fourteen. Okay. And that was still in Salt Salt Fork. Yep. Yep. Because that was. Was it? Was this also a, a nighttime encounter or daytime? Uh, that was uh, nighttime. Okay. Uh, uh, just just go. Just go through the details okay. of that. Yeah. Oh, it was uh well, it was a trail that we just kind of liked. You had to actually go out of the park to come back into the park. Um, it was a very unused little tiny parking lot. Um, and the trail, uh, I think it's a pretty active bridal trail now. I haven't been there for quite some time, but back then, I mean, we had the like, down, I mean, almost bushwhack back there. Um, wow. But uh, but it was just kind of one of those like just fun little areas, you know. It had all the all the components of things that you know you'd be looking for. It was near plenty of water. There was a small inlet um, on one of the small, I guess, uh, fingers of the lake, you could say. Um, marshy area. It was protected. There were hillsides all around this the the, uh, the finger um, there on the top side the top I call it the top field they Salt Fork actually does some pretty cool stuff um, for their uh, wildlife management they plant crops they sometimes they have corn radishes um, just to help you know with the white-tailed deer population and the hunting the hunters that come in because a lot of Ohio, Ohio has a lot of out-of-state hunters, and you know how those tags are. <laughs> so, uh, mm. um, so there, there were planted fields up there uh, previously. Uh, I think, I think they were corn the previous year. Um, so anyway, it was just, it was just a great area, and I literally just did it for fun. I just wanted, I it, everything, you know. Bayfoot didn't exist. This was just fun. Mm-hmm. I wanted to camp out with some fun people, and we were going to go Bigfooting. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, and I, I'm not making fun of anyone except myself, but it was just going to be a fun night ops, and we were going to go squatching. That's literally <laughs> how it got put together. You know, it wasn't, this has a rich history, and there was just a, no, no, there was nothing like that. It was just having fun on a whim and there, there, there it was. I mean, 
uh, the gentleman had gone down down the hill to the water line following the old road and just um i had heard that you know two of the other fellas reported you know seeing eye shine but you know we didn't we don't talk on the radios a whole lot so and then there was a team behind us but i was just hanging out you know with my my neighbor Lori, and we were just hanging out on top of the point there right at the top of the hill before it went down and that's when I got the call and we went down there and we're just kind of standing around and I'll be honest with you here I'll tell you the truth I started singing Christmas carols (laughs) it was so quiet like nothing nothing's going on and there's supposed to be a Sasquatch down there and then it was just one of those oh I, I can't even I probably sound ridiculous. I can't even describe the the shock. It was absolutely shocking. It was just, I heard the footsteps. They didn't sound like normal footsteps. I was honestly expecting to see a deer because deer kind of have that three-step mm-hmm. crunch in leaves. It was dry out, so the leaf litter was still pretty crispy. Um, it was a brisk night, and it was just, I was I was looking for a deer to be honest. So when I see this, because we went back the next day and and um, it was estimated to be just maybe just around seven foot tall, um, just from where I saw it in the trees and trying you know measuring it and doing a site recreation. Um, that we saw the leaf litter scattered about um, the path that it walked down. Uh, but so, anyway, I'm just, I'm standing there. I stop, you know, once the footsteps stop, I'm I'm trying to find a deer that I can't see. <laughs> and so, of course, I stopped singing. And it, it, it looked like, it looked like a football player. It looked like mm. the punter, not, not the linebacker. Um, just classic. I, well, classic, I guess, knowing what I know now, but it broad shoulders, the, it, you know, it actually had sort of narrow hips, just thick legs, super long arms, and it just was walking down the hill just right towards me, and I, I, I'm sure my mouth just fell open and my eyes bugged out of my head, and and I actually put my head down and looked at my feet and just shook my head, thinking to myself, I can't see this. You're not, you're like the unicorn. You're not supposed to be real, and for the you know three four seconds I put my head down. By the time I put my head back up, it was gone. It sounded like an absolute elephant had crossed the path in front of us, was crashing through brush and went straight into the water. So all seven, wow. the three of us are down there now, and everyone's going, "What is that?" And I'm just standing there like, "God help me." The the radios, because we had a team across the water, across the other side of the finger. We had a team still behind us up on the top field. The radios didn't work. The thermal died. The phones didn't work. It was absolutely bizarre. And I'm just standing there like, what just happened? So this thing, this thing you saw, um, was it through the thermal as well, or was the thermal not working at this point? Oh no! This was this was 
with my own eyeballs. The thermal was an afterthought. Okay, so how close did it get to you? Um, it was probably about 20, 25 yards. And it was heading straight for you? Yeah. Do you think yeah, it was, it was attra- a- attracted okay. by your voice and was coming to investigate? Well, I definitely don't have much of a singing voice, but it's entirely possible. (laughs) I mean, honestly, you know, it was, and I don't know. When it dashed and left the area, suddenly do you get the impression you startled it? No, if if I can go out on a limb on Monster X Radio. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like I insulted it. If I could give it a feeling, I felt like I insulted the poor thing because, you know, having the conversation afterwards, you know, there was this whole debriefing afterwards, and and they were like, well, that thing could have come at you, and it could have hurt you or killed you, and I was like, I really didn't feel threatened. It just literally sauntered down the hill. I'm staring at it. And, And then when I put my head down, it took off. This hill is tree covered, right? Uh, yeah, but it was a it was a young growth. They they weren't big trees. They were just okay. Maybe. Now, uh, when it was coming straight towards you, you were downhill of it, correct? Correct. Uh, yes. It left. Did it go to your left or did it go to your right? It went towards the right, which the water was on the right. Okay, so it was heading to the water. Okay. Did it increase its pace at all when it uh, changed course? Like, do you feel you, like you said you felt you insulted it. Like, did it, was it increasing its speed to get away from you, or was it just carrying on its merry way? Oh, no, it absolutely sounded like it. it, I've never heard an elephant crash through the forest, but that's the best descriptor. I mean, it was just, it just plowed through the brush. Did any um, of the other of the group that you were with see it? I have to say no to that. Okay. I haven't really talked to a whole uh, many of the people. The gentleman I was with refused to turn around, and that's on the record. <laughs> you mean you <laughs> were with somebody? Oh, were yeah, with... there were. Absolutely. And he... What, he was looking down the hill and he didn't want to turn around? I had, uh, my shoulder was like right next to his shoulder. I'm staring straight at it and his back's directly to it. And he and didn't I kept tr- saying, you, even no. though you him something was walking right towards you, he wouldn't turn around. Yep. I even told him, you have to turn around. I can't be the only crazy person to see this. Please. He and didn't he turn said, around. Nope. And he didn't nope. look when it took off. Well, after it took off, everybody turned, everybody, it caught everyone's attention because I, I it, when that was coming, I couldn't, I, I honest, there was no chance of me yelling or anything because it was just absolutely surreal. Um, I mean, except for, did you give any explanation as to why he wouldn't look? <laughs> he said it wasn't his time. Oh, did you smack him? We still joke about that up until, <laughs> up until this day. 
It wasn't his time yeah. to see it, or it wasn't his time to go, <laughs> or both. I'm not. I will. I will never know the, the the real truth behind that. He just said it wasn't his time. So. Uh, so you're telling me this fellow? I assume he was a researcher too. That's why he was there with this group. Yes. And he went out there on this camping trip looking for a possible Sasquatch. He stayed beside <laughs> you. Blow Tom's mind. Right at us, and he won't walk. <laughs> he did not turn around. Nope. Nope. Well, when you see him again, Tom, Thomas Steenberg gives you a smack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling he'll, he'll listen to this, and he'll get a good <laughs> chuckle, too. I, oh, I know. It, it's one of those, you just you can't take it back. You just can't take it back, and well, you don't have those the, moments. He at least corroborates no something. It did happen, correct? Yeah. Yes, 100%. All right. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, B, yep. is um, looking back at it now, maybe it was a good thing that you lowered your head. Well, because, you know, a lot of times um, wild animals, if you stare at them, it agitates them more. So if you put your head down... You know, a lot of times they suggest you show a submissive stance. That's true. Even yes. that slight movement, Julie, may have alerted her, it to her presence. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember a, a bear hunter here in British Columbia was sitting on a giant oak grove stump when a Sasquatch came wandering in not too far away. And all he did was move his hand slightly towards his rifle, and the thing froze. It picked that up. And then it turned and walked in the opposite direction. I mean, uh, it doesn't take, these things seem to have the uncanny ability to notice the slightest movement. Mm -hmm. That's the key to a lot of times to their elusiveness is their ability to stand perfectly still. Yes. Yes, which is one of the one of the only things I can attribute to why I could not see what I expected to see when I heard the footsteps stop. Mm. The man you were with, who wouldn't even turn around and look, that's even more infuriating than well, I'm wondering why the deer didn't react in the first place. <laughs> uh-huh. I know it. It, it, it would have been nice because you know at the end of the day they're just stories. But you know, and it's like I'm just one person. You know, so it's like one of those. It would have been nice. Come on, buddy. But, but it on. jumped in the water. <laughs> it. I. I. I don't know because I certainly I lost sight of it. Um, there was a a tree line between the where we were at on this old road slash trail to where the water line was. Um, so it is, crashed through the, the brushy tree line and is it whether it jumped into the No, no, it wasn't. It was kind of like one of those, um, like, it was all tree and brush and then there's the water. So okay. Nothing pretty. Nothing pretty about the water line. Okay. So there was no tracks or anything found the next day down by the water line or anything like that? Nope, nope. We went and scoured everything because I'm I'm still reeling that Sasquatch does exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you're a true believer. <laughs> yeah, yes. 
yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to say I, yeah, that 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 was the end. I guess that was the end of jokes. You know. Wow. It was like, well, well, if if I really if I really want to go to the next level and really take the time to figure out what just happened, I need to be a little bit more thoughtful in my approach mm. to this now. Did you have a camera on you? No. No. Heck no. I was having fun. I had I had you, a, I had a flashlight. Okay, will you please start carrying one? <laughs> I think she Oh, does I've got now. a full I've I've got a full rig now. Yeah, I know. I've got two flares, recorders, a video camera. Oh yeah. Um I'm one of yeah. those people now. Did you get the impression now that you you know, looking back that if it wanted to hurt you it could have oh absolutely Mm. but I really don't feel like that was the intent I think if anything it was just curious Um, uh, you know just kind of like hey what's going on there's people here they're all just standing around who's that singing what's going on I'm going to check it out I mean it was just really just very non-threatening and I know I've met and investigated all sorts of reports, you know, that were threatening, you know, bluff charges and people being chased after and, I mean, situations that, you know, have caused people to never want to return to the outdoors again. Right. So I feel very very fortunate, you know, in the experience that I had, um, which also is completely bizarre in relation to the majority of the reports, you know, where folks have had, um, I guess, close encounters. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's very interesting. Hmm. I don't know how I would react seeing it, like, just right there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I It was one of those I was so unprepared. You know, I don't, I don't really have those conversations. Well, if I saw a Sasquatch... I'd run at it, or I'd go after it, or I might run away. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> so right. Well, you, it's okay. Go. That usually right. depends. It does. <laughs> huh. Very interesting. It does. Mm-hmm. You see, be um, one possible explanation for the first one with the deer, in my opinion, and this is just throwing it out there, a logical, mm-hmm. if it wasn't a Sasquatch, it may have been some guy illegally hunting at night. I do believe it's illegal to hunt after dark in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, and he was stalking that deer, and when he heard your voices or whatever, he was, uh-oh, people nearby, I better leave. You know, who knows? Or it was a Sasquatch, we'll never know. And the second one, you said you were singing Christmas carols. By the way, what time of year was this? April, the first April. week of were, April. Christmas carols? Okay. <laughs> and you were singing Christmas carols. That may have attracted It was coming to investigate, and it was heading right for you. When you moved your head, it spotted you and decided to dash away. Who knows? You know, uh, I still say you got to smack that guy you're with, though. <laughs> oh, he... He, he's gotten mm-hmm. it. He's gotten it from one end of the state to the other about that. 
<laughs> so what does the I'm future sure. hold for B and her future investigations? Any plans? Um, wow, all sorts of good things. Um, the investigation that I was working on for uh, the better part of five years, uh, I amassed, well, um, over a terabyte of audio data. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of that vocalizations. And in addition to that, um, the the track line and then the additional casts from this one property um, that were suspicious for uh, dermatoglyphs on and the potential for the dermatoglyphs to have repeating patterns in them. Um, so I've actually um, been working with a fella and not exactly at liberty to talk about the audio data, um, but I can tell you um, it does involve uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Um, so hopefully there may be a program out. Um, it, it's definitely going to be way down the pipe from now just because there's so much to go through um, to help folks getting into doing audio recording mm-hmm. to, to um, who, you know, who aren't familiar with Audacity um, or Reaper or any type of, um, you know, uh, programs to, uh, I guess, set, cipher out um, different noises and different sounds out in nature um, to help hone in on a Sasquatch vocalization. I guess I did let the cat yeah. out of the bag. Um, yeah, so um, it's still in its infancy stages, but I am super excited um, to be able to contribute to even the possibility of a project like that coming to fruition. Um, That's really cool. I know. I mean, and and the, the potential for this to go nationwide, you know, because uh, vocalizations from coast to coast, you know, to have right. something like that, you know, like – to finally take, you know, the data that I have that I'm it's just sitting in my, you know, my hard drives. It's like to be able to put that to good use for the public, for folks to have fun with, learn from, and uh, hopefully get some more get some more data mm-hmm. from across the country. I think that would be fantastic. Um, just and then be always stick to the facts and never deviate from the facts. One hundred. Percent. Sometimes you have to cut. You you have to cut the wheat from the shaft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. So that, and that's, you, that's um, I want to make sure we touch on your. Oh, let's see. Now it was the um, Hocking Hills Bigfoot Conference and the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Festival. Now the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Conference, that's been going on for a little while, hasn't it? Yep, that started in 2016, and it's okay. just a it's a it's a cute little little weekend event. Um, but it's uh, it's a fundraiser for the Big Brothers Big Sisters Camp Odiaqua, so that no child has to pay for camp. Oh, and that's nice. They take oh, it's fantastic. You know, kids who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to, you know, get outdoors and explore and uh, just learn about nature, this event helps contribute to those kids having that chance. 
And where is that held at? Uh, it's actually held at, it's called Camp Odiaqua, and it is in the heart of the Hocking Hills in Hocking County, Ohio. Okay. And if somebody was interested in finding out more about it, how, how would they do that? Oh, they can uh, go to the website. It's uh, org. Oh, or they can go to my other website, right, which is beoutdoors.org. Yes, and that's B-E-A Outdoors for our listeners. Be Outdoors, which is real catchy because B, you know, B's first name, Be Outdoors. So creative. Um, and then the Bigfoot, uh, the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Festival. Now, that was the first time you held that was this last August. And uh, yeah. from what I uh, what I understood, what I saw from videos, pictures, people talking about it, it was a smash, huge success. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun! It was fantastic. Um, the the idea came from the conference. Uh, the parking lot, small. The venues a, a bit smaller, and folks wanted more room. They want more room, and they they wanted do more things. So I kind of opened up a new venue, worked with the city, um, and they embraced the idea, and everyone had an absolutely phenomenal time. So really looking forward to that. So you guys should come out, too, if you get bored. (laughs) Yeah, are you going to do it every August, or? Yep, yep, end of August. Huh. Sweet. Yep, right, and, right, right um, before squatching season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, you guys have, um, <clears throat> you had a lot of vendors involved in the festival. Yep, yep. Um, it was actually fantastic. There were a lot of local vendors that came out and helped support this, too. So it was wonderful for the region and, and the community. Doggone. And this happens after I move away from Ohio. <laughs> Doggone it. Um, that You're was welcome anytime. Yeah, a trip back up for sure. Interesting. Uh, We've got about five minutes left here, uh, Thomas, before it comes to the hour. So is there anything uh, that you want to add or ask or, you know, you just, just want you have the last word? Like- Firm, she's had no dealings with with Don Keating when he was active. Or do you have any dealings with uh, the other Ohio group we had on our show some time ago? I believe they call themselves the Night Stalkers. Oh, the um, gentlemen Mike from Mike. Southern Ohio. Mm-hmm. I I I do know them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Shout you, out uh, to Mike uh, and Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike, good people, good good guys. Yeah, Ohio yeah, I think, um got a lot going on with it, man. It's like, who would have sunk it, you know, that Ohio would be so many reports. But, you know, going back to what you said about, um, I've heard several times people who have had encounters at Salt Fork, um, that they didn't feel 
like that when they were having an encounter they didn't feel threatened by the creature by the subject so i've heard that before you know and i'm sure there's the other side of the coin too where people have been bluff charging this and that but it seems like you know i do i do hear about that up there at the salt fork i think more so than i do down here even because you know down here they'll chase you down the damn trail stuff like that so <laughs> yep. and uh, while and on all fours <laughs> oh wow yeah uh, no that that's no nothing <laughs> but what's interesting is um there there's there's just as many reports and the further southern ohio you get you know the hockey math and um, yeah. benton megs um Morgan County, uh, there's there's a lot less people. So when you get those reports that come out of the you know the the hollers and the hills, um, there's some really interesting stories that come out of there. So that's kind of oh, yeah. um, where I've been uh, you know moving my uh, investigations and my research area to because um, once that five year you know property kind of simmered down. Um, uh, economic development. Uh, Google moved in to the area, bought up one of the big farms. Um, the activity died down. So it's it's been you know what what kind of uh, what kind of landmarks can I look for? What kind of terrain and features can I look for that are similar? Um, so maybe hopefully pick up on some more activity. So um, yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of reports are region specific. It seems. So, yeah, definitely. You just you just got to get out there, you know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You got to get well, out there. Awesome. You got to take your yeah, notes. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're able to get you on the show finally. And um, what we're going to have to do is get you back on, especially before you have your next conference. Um, when is the actual conference? What month is that again? Me. The conference is the third weekend of September. September, So I okay. think this year it is the 23rd, 24th, it seems like. Sweet. And you guys do uh, vendors there too, right? Yep, 23rd, 24th. Uh, I, I do, yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm changing. I'm changing the format this year, so it's going to be a lot more fun. Wow, sweet! I know. How can how can I pack more fun into Hawking County? I can do it. I <laughs> <laughs> hold my beer. I'll do it. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's, <laughs> we definitely want to get you back on and um, talk some more, and especially about your upcoming conference and the the festival for next year. So I'll make sure we. Get you scheduled oh, back awesome. on now, Thomas. Did you have anything? Just wanted to say it was great to talk to you, B, and uh, I wish you luck in your fu- future investigations. Oh. And like I said before, stick to facts, never deviate facts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen to and, that. And if anybody, yes, and if anybody ever uh, feels like coming out on a private expedition, hit me up. Be outdoors. I will take you out to the field. And if wow, you ever come that's to, so cool. come to be happy to show you around. Dang, and, and you know, no, um, thank you. 
love to have you back on and keep us kind of posted about that that audio project as much as you can, you know, keep us posted on that. Outstanding, absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much, B. It was fun. Oh, thank you, Julie. <laughs> thank you, Thomas. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Well, Thomas, there's another one in, uh, in the books there, and um, we'll be back next month. And um, was there yeah. Julie? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? This was show number thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Amazing. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening and, um, you know, supporting On the Shoulders of Giants. A lot of great feedback from you guys. Um, If you have an idea of a guest you'd like to have us on the show that we haven't had on yet, feel free to reach out to Thomas or I. Um, You can find us both on Facebook and my internet, or I'm sorry, my web, let me try this again, my email, Julie.com. Wrench at yahoo.com. You could always shoot me a message um, with any questions, comments, or anything you'd like to hear us talk about or people that you'd like to see us bring on. So we're always open for that. And then we'll see you next month, guys. Thank you. <laughs>